welcome everyone to the Chomp Cast, the official podcast of Sword Chomp and SwordChomp.com. Thank you for downloading or streaming our podcast, taking some time out of your busy life to listen to us. And remember, if you're digging the show, please subscribe, leave us a kind rating, share with your friends, whatever you can do. It really helps us in reaching a uh, bigger audience. We have a stellar show today, so let's get to some quick introductions first. The people that you will be talking, well, I guess they will be talking to you <laughs> over the next couple hours. Um, first up, from Michigan, Mr. I Hate Cheese on My Donuts, Joshua Fowler. How you doing, Josh? Cheesy. You doing cheesy? Cheesy, <laughs> yes. Yeah. Just I not on a donut. <laughs> Dude, I don't blame you. I say that picture this morning, I'm like, man, the flash really did make it look like my donuts had cheese on them. How disgusting would that be? Huh. And not like good cheese, not something you might can possibly consider putting on a donut. It looked like just the cheapest Ugh. of American cheeses. Just yeah, like just fucking, coated. fucking government cheese. Mm-hmm. <laughs> just a slice of government cheese and melted yeah. on there. It's it's like Velveeta. We all know Velveeta is made from yeah. God knows what, right? Stop yeah. that. It doesn't even have to be refrigerated. <laughs> you ever nice. notice that? It doesn't need Velveeta. to be refrigerated. I know. I don't no, trust anything. <laughs> I don't trust anything you can keep on the shelf like that. Like, ugh. Ugh. Um, yeah, glad you're here, Josh. And um, next up from Japan, we are joined by Mr. Shea. I finally have a good microphone, so I should I should sound so much better on the podcast. Layton, how you doing, Shea? Power up, and I'm good. Power up. Do you feel power? Have you leveled up now with your new microphone? I have. You know those blue little orbs that float in the sky? I grabbed one, and now I'm slightly more buff. Mm-hmm. I'm going to keep going with this video game reference that none of you are getting. I know one it's of our not, listeners will be I, like, I think I get it's it. Crackdown. Crackdown. <laughs> there's no, no way it's Crackdown. But you're right. Fish is probably right. There's, there's yeah. blue orbs in Crackdown. There is. Do you get there's slightly more orbs. buff when you grab them? Uh, yeah, it does. Probably give me, not. I don't. Yeah, I'm not mm-hmm. familiar with Crackdown, but Destiny I'm talking about Power Orbs. I'm talking about Altered Beast from Sega Genesis. Oh god. Uh, and the show has already hit a nosedive. <laughs> That's right, because the host started so talking nosedive. again. Uh. <laughs> We're just gonna go back and forth with this for a while, but I'm actually glad yeah. you have a, a new microphone, Shay. I'm excited. Me too. Me too. It's about time I sounded halfway decent. It's about time. It's about time. You need all the help you can get in that department. Um, True. <laughs> back and forth. We are just trading blows already. Um, but no, a lot of cool stuff we'll get to later as far as things that came with your microphone as well. So, um, <clears throat> And next, of course, from Texas, our next co-host. Um, actually, I got a facts here i had to pull out Can you guys hear that paper i wanted to read this facts i just got delivered this morning just in time actually um it's pretty important this facts i just received from a research station orbiting the planet sr3888 um some listeners may know this as a space station from the metroid fusion game so just want to put that in perspective for people. Um, anyways, I received this fax. It's actually an accident report. It says about 10 years ago, apparently our next co-host was working with another scientist on an experiment. They were running some tests on a captured Metroid. At one point, 
It looks like the other scientists stepped out to grab a snack and make a phone call. Uh, when he returned, they found quite a scene. It was fish, belly up, naked and quivering, and there was a larva metroid attached to his genital region. Uh, here to clear up what happened, we have Anthony Fisher joining us. How's it going, Fish? Hey, yeah, that scientist was apparently me. Belly that, up. That was you. Yep, that was me. I had that metroid. Uh, I was... that metroid just looks so damn sexy in its test tube i had to let it out and one thing led to another and uh yeah ended up with that metroid all over my cock Mm mm-hmm yeah i mean the the scientist said when he returned to the room at first looked like you were wearing a green diaper but it was just the metroid wrapped around your entire genital region so uh that's quite a scene how did you I just want to know how did you lure the metroid before we move on I got it how did you lure the metroid onto your uh <clears throat> nether regions if you don't mind me asking uh I just put it out there made it look like a little worm and he went for it okay so like the fishing it was like the angler fish technique is that what it was yep pretty much okay. well um, I'm glad you're here I know that that job you know <laughs> that science that part-time scientist job you had didn't work out but um Glad you're joining us today. I did like space, though. Who doesn't? Who doesn't? Uh, it was a dream job. Um, and, of course, I'm your host, General Mountain Time, Morgan Barnes from Montana. Uh, we have a big show lined up. Uh, Metroid Samus Returns is the new game we are discussing today, so we have some early impressions. Um, in the back end of the show, we have some Gravity Rush 2 as Shay rejoins the gaming world with his PS4, uh, and we dip that dipstick a bit more into the Destiny 2 Vex fluid to gauge our Destiny addictions. Uh, in the bio-break portion of the show, we have a giant <coughs> frog that could have devoured dinosaurs. So lots of cool stuff to talk about today, but the main topic of the show is mood. As I kind of switch over directly from my notes to staring at your beautiful faces on the webcam, you know, we were kind of, uh, at the last minute, we had to do some rescheduling, and we were trying to think of a topic for the show. And the way this whole mood topic came up is I was thinking about how I'd been really addicted to Destiny 2 lately, and I had almost forgotten that Metroid was going to come out. And then it just came out, and I was trying to get into it, and I just didn't feel like I was in the mood to play Metroid. Um, because I sort of was stuck in this other gaming mindset. And I think a lot of us have been there before in a lot of different ways. And that expands to, to greater things. Like, I know around Christmas time, uh, weirdly enough, I always get in the mood for, like, a Mario game, which I know sounds really dumb, but there's just something about, like, Christmas morning and, like, playing Mario that's, um, basically ingrained in my memories. And it just got us thinking about mood, like, how mood affects the way we enjoy or uh, play games. Uh, sometimes you'll hear people even say, hey, I'm in the mood to play a fucking... I haven't played a shooter in, like, a year. I'm in, I'm in the mood for a shooter. So, like, that plays a big part in, in, in our gaming world. So it just got us thinking. That would be a fun topic we could roll with. Um, I'll throw it to you first, Josh. Like, when I brought this up, um, where, where did your brain kind of spiral out to? Ugh. Um... I mean, kind of the first thing that I thought of, obviously, was like uh, kind of like my comfort food games, the ones that I'll play just if I really just don't want to think, if I just just to veg out, because I've got got a few of those that you can just turn on and not 
not not even have to process it just you your brain does it autom- automatically at this point um mm-hmm. i mean stuff like uh you know like sudoku um because i've got several versions of that all over the place and stuff like uh um the uh the picross games like i was talking about last week mm. games i can just kind of turn on and zone out for a while um, which is funny because those are thinking games <laughs> so those are your zone out games <laughs> that's how different we are josh sorry go ahead yeah but um yeah but i mean that's that's kind of where my mind first went but i mean mm-hmm. um as far as you were talking about like burnout or something like that um i get that way with mmos a lot like i really enjoy wow but i can't just keep playing it the way a lot of people do just constantly mm-hmm. i end up i need breaks like i could play it you know a few months a year sort of a thing um but uh but yeah kind of you have to be yeah like the mood there that's another that's the other end of a mood like when you're just so burnt out on something that like you feel like you that for your body to charge back up almost like spiritually to be in the mood for that game again it's like time usually time is the big thing right like just separation yeah. maybe a new, a new version of it yeah i mean that's part of it um I don't know. I have a hard time with like the yearly sequels because a lot of times it doesn't feel like I'm not ready yet for a lot mm-hmm. of games like that. Um, yeah. Which is strange. I mean, a year is plenty of time to be ready for another game, but it doesn't seem like it a lot of times. Mm-hmm. It seems like you just played the That's last true. game you sometimes. You think it's because video games by nature are usually a bigger investment? Like you play a game for like a whole month? That may be part of it. I mean, the time investment is more more along the lines of like watching a series of a TV show or something um, as far yeah. as the amount of time you're putting into it. And that's something that you generally get one a year. Um, I don't know. Mm-hmm. It's true. You fill up on that a lot quicker. What about you, Shay? When we start talking about like mood, um, where did you start taking this? Um, I kind of, kind of along the same lines of Josh, I just kind of was really thinking about when I, whenever I'm in a particular mood, I I will go to certain games whenever I'm really down and out, um, or I'm like going through, excuse me, a rough period of time. I will gravitate towards the games that I um that I'm really familiar with. So some and that I think I think that's kind of what Josh was alluding to and for me that's kind of what happens. That's why part of the reason why I've played Shining Force so much is because that game reminds me so much of my childhood. And if I'm feeling like particularly lonely like I miss my father and my little brothers back home in America, um, I'll pop that on. And it's, it's not obviously quite the same as, you know, hanging out with them, but it reminds me of when I was growing up and my dad and I played the Sega Genesis all the time together. It's, it's as close as I can be to him without, you know, being there with him besides, you know, typical Skype conversations and things of that nature. 
but at other times, you know, when I'm feeling a little bit more, I don't know if it's say adventurous per se, maybe adventurous is the right word or open-minded or happy. I'll pop on a different game. I like uh, Morgan said in the intro, um, I've been playing gravity rush Two a lot this week since I got my PS3 finally. And it's been great. And PS3, huh? or PS4, whatever <laughs> fucking generation we're on. But, um, yeah, it's been really nice. That game is just incredible, and I don't want to delve into it, but yet. However, it, yeah, the mood, the mood really affects a lot of things. I think it's just kind of your state of mind, your state of thinking, what's internally and externally going on in your life. You know, if there's big things happening or you're kind of at a lull in your life, um, if you're in a more adventurous mood or if you are just the type of person who likes to stay with Old Faithful. And I think that's why a lot of people still play uh, first-person shooters or um, yeah. play MMOs is because those things are very consistent and easy to delve into, you know? Yeah. Keeps their mood at a nice level place, which is, it's interesting that both of you almost first dived, both you and Josh almost started diving into nostalgia, which was last week's topic. And I don't mean that in a negative way, but you guys both started thinking about like comfort foods and, and like, like where those games bring you, um, which is interesting because that is part of mood in a way, even though I, I might've been thinking more like what puts you in the mood or not in the mood for a game, but still being in like a nice, like people who love playing Call of Duty every year. They have, they want to play it every year. They're in the mood for it every year because they're in the mood for that, that familiar, like it's almost like the NFL or the NBA, like people who are a fan of a sport, they know that time of year, that thing is coming around and their body is ready, especially like in the fall, like in Montana right now, it just changed mm-hmm. the seasons and it's got that nice crisp smell. We know where you step outside just smells like fall. And that always reminds me of like fall gaming and, and football and like, uh, it's my favorite time of the year. And then it makes me almost want to play certain kinds of games. I think of like the end of the year and all that stuff. And that's all brought on literally by the change of season as well. Um, which is interesting, which is why like Pokemon is a game I, I think a lot about in the spring and the summer for some reason. Uh, a lot of my best Pokemon memories as a kid were like uh, right out of school or in that bright summertime you know very lively energetic portion of the year Uh, what about you fish like whenever we start talking about like mood for you i mean it's gotta be a tough one right i mean Mm -hmm. you're always in the mood for destiny i mean why why is that (laughs) (laughs) yeah i mean i i always have that that i guess something going on behind my brain that's just wanting to do something that's engaging for me but not necessarily too much thought provoking i would say and and games like destiny like that's kind of how they are for me at this point is i've been playing them for so long um i mean that gameplay is practically the same in destiny 2 but i still want to come back to it because it just feels good to me and like there's something it's triggering something in my brain to where i just want to keep coming back to it what is that mood again though? Again. I mean, that might be a whole different discussion for later. But I mean, like, but mood, yeah. well, kind it, of. Yeah, I would say it's it's kind of connected to mood. Like, if I if I'm really tired at the end of the day, mm-hmm. or just want to kind of relax and uh, unwind, like that's the first thing that comes to my mind is wanting to play a game like Destiny. 
um or or maybe like Diablo 3 where I could just sit down I know exactly what to do in that game it's just I just want to go through the motions and kind of let the game seep into me slowly and um mm, seep into you yeah <laughs> but I mean there's other games out there like um like Hyper Light Drifter like that was a game that I didn't think I was gonna like that much and mm-hmm. I didn't know if I was gonna like it that much but once I played it, like it, it, it set off this tone inside me that I was like, "Man, this game is so good." I, I didn't know I needed this in my life, and then uh, eventually that turned into like this very like happy mood whenever I played that game. To where, it, every time I booted it up to progress in that game, like I felt like I was experiencing something that I needed in my life, but was just discovering that I did need it in my life. You know. Mm-hmm. You didn't know you needed it, but you did. Yeah. Yeah, it was like maybe you were in the mood after a long period of time for like a classic sort of Zelda-style game that that offered. Like I remember maybe something as a kid. You haven't played probably a game like that uh, in, a, in a really long, long time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's part of a reason why. But yeah, I mean, maybe it was hearkening back to like that nostalgic feel, but mm-hmm. in like a nuanced type of way in a... In yeah. a new game, you know? Like, sometimes, like, when you look at, like, a new game, like, you wonder, like, is this something that I'm really going to like? And, like, it, it's hard to gauge, per se. And for me, it, it's very hard for me to try and go out and buy a new game. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I guess you, mood, it, you kind of have to go off your feelings a lot of times when you're trying to make a purchase on a video game sometimes. Um because I, I mean, I really don't go out and out of my way to read reviews per se. But yeah, I mean, well, I mean, and you're a creature of habit, which I think a lot of people are. Whereas, like, I I know I've learned that I'm very moody as well, which is just one of those weird things, right? Um, but it's one of those things where when when you think about it, my gaming moods fluctuate a lot more than maybe yours. You're you're like an even keel, which is interesting. Um. But sometimes, even like you said, you were in the mood for just something old school. Like when we did our our E three show this year, you're like, I'm kind of in the mood for like a Mega Man kind of game. I haven't played one of those in a long time. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was definitely like a nostalgia of you know going back to those days of playing Mega Man um, and the feelings that I got and how much fun I had playing those. And then thinking back to it, of course, wanted to relive that. Uh, sort of excitement for those games yeah i mean sometimes we think like we think we're in the move for something and maybe we don't even end up being there like <laughs> like this summer would have been perfect for nintendo to drop that metroid game for me and then the timing has not been great and which we can get to a little bit later but i i mean it's been such a long time was it uh, i want to say 13 years since the last 2d no that can't be right 13 years since the last 2d metroid that might actually be right i'll double check that in a second um and I was thinking it's been so long, I need to be in the mood for that. But there was this other thing kind of getting away. And I was I was going to ask you guys, like, I wonder how reviewers separate that. Because, you know, we live in this world where people, if they work for a publication, they're given a game usually. And they're like, hey, we need you to review this. Like, if they're not in the mood, so to speak, to play that game, it's going to be reflected. You know what I mean? Like, if I were to hand fish any other game right now and tell, okay, this is your job, you need to review this, he's going to play it, whatever, slap a score on it, and then he's going to be like, when can I play Destiny again? More than likely, you know? 
because yeah. that's where he's at. Um, and I always wonder how reviewers deal with that because it just seems like everyone's going to bring a little bit of a bias tilt to something that you can't gauge because everyone has a different mindset or mood. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's kind of, that kind of has something to do with, it's not exactly the same as like the comfort food games, but it does, it, it, it kind of hits a similar sort of a feeling where Mm -hmm. if you're, if you have to play something, it's just, it's draining instead of being something you are enjoying, something that's fun to go do. Um, Because I know that was, that's always, that's something that I had issues with whenever we were doing reviews, reviews, Um, Mm -hmm. just feeling like this is the only game I can play. I must play this. I must finish it. I've got (laughs) two days to do it. Like, and that, that can make games just just no fun a lot of a lot of times um yeah so yeah it can, that's true it kind of sits on the experience because you're you're not coming to it organically i guess and a lot of this is like what you're coming to organically which is weird because we play so many games throughout the year it almost might sound contradictory what we do which is where we try to play as much as we can but normally a lot of these games are spaced out in a way that gives them a little breathing room. For me, I, my moods get fucked up when they start to overlap, like especially like mm-hmm. in the fall or something. And you just start seeing all these releases overlap, and I'm just like, ah! Like, y- your brain is just trying to get into one. And maybe you try a game and you don't like it, so you're ready for another one, but it's just hard to get in that mindset if you, if you do want to experience everything. Um, so it's weird, because I don't think most people try to play everything. They're just like, fuck it. Destiny 2 is the only game I plan on buying anyway. <laughs> so we're, we're in kind of a weird yeah. spot. Yeah, well, I think that... I don't think that's necessarily bad. I mean, yeah, really, if you've got a little bit of time to relax with a game, that's probably your best option, just to pick something you know you're going to enjoy and play it. Um, mm-hmm. You gotta so. listen to your heart. You gotta follow your heart. That's why I think it's funny that Fish likes to relax Destiny because there's just hundreds of enemies jumping around you and it's just like this visceral combat and this intense music, the extreme violence and it's like, you relax to that? Like, <laughs> that's fucking... I don't know if that's really unwinding, man. Uh, of course it is. If you're as good as me, it's relaxing. Oh, so you're just saying it's just boring. You just turn on autopilot. Is that... Headshot. <laughs> <laughs> no. It's exciting as well. Like <clears throat> you gotta, you gotta stimulate your brain a little bit, I guess. Whenever you're trying to do those comfort type of stuff, um, but yeah, mood definitely plays a part as far as what games you end up playing. Like a lot of times during this time of the year, like I'll look at all these game releases and think, "Yeah, I'll get to that some other time," because <laughs> I really don't want to deal with them, especially if I'm addicted with the game, you know. So. It's 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 tough to look at those games and be like, man, that's a what's that? That's a thirty hour experience, and I'm gonna play that for this week, and then get as far as I can, and then move on to the next game. Like it it's it starts to kill your mood as far as like just playing games in general. At least for me, because I, I don't play as much video games as I used to. But mm-hmm. yeah, what's well, weird yeah. is that you don't necessarily go back to them. I've noticed like you might not have been like super in the mood for it. You'll play for a little while, but then I'll be like, well, how do you feel about going back and maybe finishing Horizon or this and that? 
and you don't ever seem like you you're still pulling at you so i've I feel like you're, and this I don't mean this in a mean way. I think your moods are a lot more. You're more finicky than you than you let it off, and I think a lot of oh, gamers yeah. are. Uh, you know what I mean? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, like they they have kind of that ADD type of thing going on with video games. Like just looking at, like I think of like Twitch streamers and um, their viewers. Like I'd imagine like those viewers will be jumping from. Uh, channel to channel looking at different games and like seeing what they're actually in the mood to watch to actually uh, mm-hmm. watch you know how do people have time to, i barely have time to play all the games i want to how do people have time to watch other people play games that's what, that's what i want to fucking know it's like well a lot of people a lot of people put those games on while they're doing other things so if i'm if i'm doing the dishes for instance and i have a huge stack of dishes i just put my phone on right next to there to where i can view someone else playing a game which, I not me personally. I don't do that, but I know other people yeah. have told me that they do those type of things. And I'm of the mentality of, you know, if you like a game, why don't you just play it yourself and experience it yourself? It reminds me almost of reality TV. Of we're watching other people live a life we want to be living. Why would we do that? But well, that's a different I, conversation I for a different time. No, I think that's an interesting point, but I think it's more along the lines of the personalities of the Twitch streamers. Uh, I think it sometimes has less to do with the game. Like my girlfriend will watch certain people play games just because she loves their personality. Doesn't give a shit about the game, but it makes it interesting for her. So I think that the Twitch streamers, um, I think a good segment of it is personality driven, uh, perhaps. Yeah. yeah. Maybe. I think so. Because or yeah or maybe it's just being maybe it's just money maybe the economy people can't afford <laughs> people can't afford to you know play all these sixty dollar games they're like there's a lot of incredible games coming out this year you know it's eight nine ten sixty dollar opuses and they're like yeah I can only afford two of these I'll watch the other eight so <laughs> yeah really yeah this year has been ridiculous like the last oh my god last couple years but especially this year has been just one after another just. I mean, no, this year's no got to go down, right? Like, this year might be the biggest year of all time. A Mario, a Zelda, Horizon, a Resident Evil, a Metroid, Destiny 2. Um, there's games that I'm excited about, like that uh, VR fishing game. I'll be the only one that cares about. But there's a plethora <laughs> of other games. Uh, Battlegrounds, which has become a phenomenon. Um, there'll be a new Call of Duty. Like, this year could go down as one of the biggest years, if not the biggest year ever, which is... Mm-hmm. That's crazy. I'm uh, sure I forgot other stuff too. Anyways, it's uh, you guys forgot a because... little known game called Cuphead. Cuphead. <laughs> Cuphead. Yeah. Cuphead. Uh-huh. What are you going to be playing? Cuphead. 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 <laughs> I- I'm not in the mood for Cuphead. <laughs> you know what? <laughs> I think that's what your wife said about your penis the other day. I'm not in the mood for Cuphead. <laughs> that's that's exactly what she said how'd you know if if you if you call your penis cuphead we got other problems (laughs) she calls it cuphead Cuphead. i want to you know what i wasn't gonna make this joke because i I get it i get it because it oh wait it's no 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 wait 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 josh is gonna shake his head at this she calls it cuphead because if you remember in beauty and the beast the little cup named chip and it's just so small that it's cute because it's quirky and it has a little chip. 
Just I really like, need a soundboard with like crickets or something. I know. And uh, you know, I'm gonna take it a step further. You, no, I'm not. I was gonna I, say. I let me dig my own holes. Let me dig my own holes. I was trying to help you. I was going to say she calls it Cuphead because it fills her up. Sure, that. Is that it's not good either? <laughs> it's better, right? It's slightly better. I think we both the failed, but we should move here. on. Now I just have my childhood Beauty and the Beast memories are destroyed. Um, but yeah, like when we think about, uh, (laughs) how much mood really does dictate it. And for us in particular, I know it's interesting because we will be playing most of these games because we like to have our big end of the year show. We like to discuss, um, compare every game experience we had that year and how they rate against each other. And that's a big part of what we do. And that's just a couple months away. So, uh, we live a very different lives than some people. And then there's journalists that, you know, play a lot more games than even we do, I would say. Um, for their job so it's a very interesting and i don't think you can mood is a big part of it and yet it's something that people often don't discuss you'll never hear a review start off with you know what i was in the mood for a metroid game and boy i love this one and yet that that is a big part of it um even though it sounds pretty vague um and it's kind of inspired by that me and josh broke into the new metroid and so i put a couple hours into it josh i wanted to get your thoughts on it let's just start with the good here let's be positive at first um how far are you into metroid samus returns uh the sixth world oh my god you are far okay how many of the 40 metroids do you have i think i've got like five left wow okay i'm not fucking around yeah okay getting there well so so what are you digging about it um it's much more difficult than metroid has been in a while it is fairly challenging stuff does a lot of damage to you um and kind of on that same note though they can't decide exactly how hardcore they want it to be because mm-hmm. like they've got there's just there's competing features going on like there are very few save points in this game compared to a lot of the other metroid games you can be mm. a long way away from a save point so it makes you it kind of gives you this feeling like oh no i i need to be careful i need to you know if I, if i die i'm losing a lot but you never do if you die you start over from the last door you walked through yeah, um, yeah. so it's it's really uh, strange it's like they've got all these features making it really hardcore and then if you die you don't actually it, it's, it's just it's strange like it, huh. it doesn't know how difficult it wants to be I think it's kind of hmm. the, okay. the impression I've gotten from it so far anyway yeah yeah, no, I agree with that. I mean, I ran into some situations where, so it's weird because in the old Metroid games, when you would die, you'd go right back to the save point, like you're saying. But in this game, mm-hmm. I ran into a couple frustrating situations where it would checkpoint me now at these rooms before like an encounter or a boss, and I didn't have very much energy. So it just kept starting me at that area, and I just kept dying. So then I would have to go back and just grind and kill things for a little while until I got energy. And it was like this strange, yeah. like. Like, I was like, well, thank you for checkpointing me, but you checkpointed me when I was fucked. So now I'm still fucked every time I restart. Um, yeah, it's... Yeah. It is tough. That's, it's that's, tough. 
Yes, that and that's that's another issue that I had with it. Like, they made it more difficult, mm-hmm. but you can still get health back from anything you kill. So, a lot of times you get in a situation like that, and you just find one of the little respawning bugs that pops out of a burrow because they've been in every Metroid game, and you just stand there and tap fire until your health is full again. Um, yeah. It, it, it's just, it's strange. It's like they've, they've obviously rethought a bunch of stuff in this game with the combat system and the, the parrying and enemies mm. being pretty difficult. Yeah. But then they've, it, it like didn't go all the way. It's like they, they wanted to make this, they wanted to make one thing and then they were told that they couldn't almost yeah. is kind of, mm. How it feels. Yeah, that, it does feel that way. Well, that's the weird thing, Fish, is like there's a so there's new parry system um, that Josh is talking about where it, it's easier than it sounds. Basically, when you see an enemy sparkle, they'll fly at you. At least this is my case three hours in the game. They'll sparkle, which means they're about to attack you. And if you instantly smash the whatever the parry button is, um, you'll block them. And when they're blocked, they're stunned and you just you can attack them a bunch and kill them faster. But it can be frustrating, too, because you can get in a room with a bunch of enemies that are all trying to fly at you. And if you don't parry the first one, it's just like a fucking avalanche of getting fucked real bad <laughs> so it's that's like the the most novel thing about this game unfortunately is like the parry system and then there's like this 48 metroid hunt which is weird because the game doesn't really tell you that it's just there's a number 48 at the bottom and then as you start killing these metroidy things that number gets smaller <laughs> i only know that because i heard somebody else talk about it on a podcast that there's sort of this bounty hunt to get 48 Metroids, but it's not made out to be this cool thing in the game where she's like, all right, I'm going to track down each one. It's just real weird. Like they're, they're going for the vagueness of Metroid. Like they just put you in the world and they just don't tell you anything really, but it's kind of strange because it has a weird hook to it. Um, I guess if that's the closest thing it has to a hook, I don't know. How'd you feel about that, Josh? Yeah. Um, part of the issue is that, uh, they ramp up the difficulty of the Metroids too slowly. Um, I don't, I don't know how many different types you've fought so far, but like they, they keep evolving. They keep on, uh, you find like different, bigger bigger. yeah, bigger and bigger, the farther you get into the game. Cause they've had more time to grow. Mm-hmm. Um, so like you fight one larval one, which is basically just, you know, the jellyfish looking thing that everyone knows. Mm-hmm. So you fight larva, one yeah. of those and you can just shoot it two or three times and it dies. And then the next several, several are like these Nautilus looking things that you have to shoot with missiles um, mm. and, and jump over their one attack. Um, oh. And it just, it takes too long to ramp up. So um, there's any like really grand bosses like in the past Metroid games? There are, but not a lot. Um, not a lot. I've mm. had like one huge, huge boss. Um, the rest of them have been like smaller bosses, but mm-hmm. the, the big thing are the Metroids where uh, basically once you get to the, the fourth strain of Metroid is probably the best enemy in the game. Um, it's really good. They use your weapons in interesting ways to fight them. It's, it's, mm-hmm. they're really good. It's, those are, those are basically the best fights in the game. Um, okay. and you get a good number of those. Um, but it, well, it takes Metroid's you long to get there. For, yeah. So. Well, Metroid's known for having those classical, just gigantic, like Super Metroid had like those 
Ridley and then that giant weird green thing and that big green fat giant monster thing. I can't remember the name of it because the name is irrelevant. But and there was that weird underwater like um, it was like a weird e demonic clam. Like there were so mm -hmm. many giant like bosses that filled the whole screen and they were so memorable. Um, and pretty much all the Metroid games. It's stra It's an interesting way they decided to take it. Uh, so I will say this though, the the one thing they did do a great job of is it definitely feels great. Like the uh, the weight yeah. of the character, which is something I told you guys playing that Castlevania game. Like she feels same as feels right. Like just the movement and everything, uh, the way it feels to hold a charge beam and shoot it, jump around it. That all feels great to me. Mm hmm. Yeah. Yeah. They yes. They they got that got that down. Um. Yeah, which is important. Yeah, I don't like to understand that it is important. I guess to me, Josh, you said it felt like they wanted to make it harder. Maybe someone told them not to. Like some some corporate guy came in well, there and I was like, hey, this is this is." I feel like the checkpoints are the the one thing. Like I feel like if if you went back to the last place you manually saved, mm -hmm. it would be a drastically different game. Yeah, like it would be like well, Dark Souls difficulty game if yeah. you, it only saved at checkpoint or at at, uh, at save points. Um, yeah. yeah, that's true. Based and on did, based on the way everything else is tuned, and they probably got caught in that weird thing when they were developing it. Like, we can't make Metroid that hard. Like, it's just it's too big of a franchise for Nintendo. I don't, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, yeah, that's weird. I hadn't thought about that, but that's true. And yeah, because um, you'll find you'll fight really tough enemies, things that would be. I mean, it would it would feel basically like. Dark Souls if you had to walk the whole way back there every time you died to them but since you get like you said checkpointed right outside the door you can just keep on banging your head against it yeah. until you finally figure well, it out and that and just it feels yeah. strange my girlfriend had a good point too she was watching me play and she's like why don't they just most games when they checkpoint you just give you life back why don't you get your life back I'm like yeah that would be nice if you're gonna checkpoint me at this dumb door just give me my fucking health back like every other game in existence you know yeah, um, yeah, they they really they need to do that because like I said, it's very easy to get your life back, but it's slow. It's time consuming. It's uh, not it's 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 not yeah. good game design. It's not good game. And that's the problem is that like how does this happen? Like this is not like a end of the world thing, but I just wonder how this can happen to Metroid. Did people not play this? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like did people not go to them and well, say, "Hey, this is this feels a little off because of this. Like I knew it within an hour of the game. You knew it. Like and uh, yeah, it's just odd to me that that can even yeah. happen. Well, I feel like they reworked huge portions of it to make the new combat system, but then felt like they were stuck with old systems that they couldn't get rid of. Otherwise, they'd offend mm. someone. A lot true, of it feels yeah. like that. Like like I was saying, those bugs that just pop out over and over again, so you can get your health back. Those yeah. have been in pretty much every Metroid. That's what they're used for to get your health back, mm -hmm. um, because you used to only respawn at, you know, save points, um, and it felt like they couldn't get rid of those. They Which they have an ice odd. beam that you use to freeze one enemy in the entire game, so you can jump up. Uh, There's that's... one one time. That's it. <laughs> I remember that. So I've you, already done that. And yeah, no, no, and yeah. It's it's it's. There's stuff in there. That is only there because they couldn't get rid of it. Think I about the like. health thing. Like, if they just give you your health back every time they checkpointed you at a door, you could erase health from all enemies. Like, 
you the fact you have to kill an enemy to get like a small sparkle of health is such an archaic thing that adds nothing to the game based off the yeah. systems they have. And I agree, you're probably right. They probably said this is the way Metroid's always been. Yeah. We can't I don't know. Like this. I almost feel like I feel like making it harder would have been the way to go. Like if they just didn't didn't add that checkpoint system in. Um just make it a more difficult game. I I feel like I would have been happier with that than the middle of the road approach that they went with. Um, yeah. Commit to one or the other. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. It, That's the thing. It can be a little vague at times too. Like, and this is in a good way for some people. I met this morning, I was playing it and um, it lit this icon up on my map and I assumed it was a Metroid that I had to kill. So I went there and it was beeping. Doo, doo, doo. And I was in this room and it looked like there was like this weird green blob was on the ground. And I spent like 20 minutes trying to figure out what I could do and, and I haven't figured it out. There might be nothing I can do in that room. I don't know. The the thing is beeping at me like, hey, there's a Metroid here. It's flashing 48. And I'm like, I've tried every weapon. I've explored every cranny. I think that might be something I just have to come back to later. But I still I still spent 25 minutes banging my head against the wall. Um, it's, do you know those the part are just last those are no, that's just that's just last known location of the Metroids is what it's last giving you known there. Location. Because you'll that blob there mm-hmm. that you're finding that's that's a husk the thing obviously evolved and moved on so you're you're finding well it wasn't obvious you know, to me like josh i was very con- <laughs> i actually thought this is how this is what i actually thought i thought you were supposed to lure the enemy over to that thing and like a metroid was going to jump out mm. and like take it over or something so i kept trying to like freeze the en- this is the problem though like it's it's vague in a way some people are going to love because it doesn't tell you anything but like I was banging my head on the wall, and I'm just like, "Fuck, man! Like, am I just getting dumber by the day? Like, what is happening? <laughs> like, like, it's just—it's a little bit of an obscure. I mean, I am, I am. <laughs> but um, it's an obscure game in a way that kind of didn't help the fact that I I wasn't really in the mood for it. So, hmm. it just you have to be ready for that. And I'm curious to see what you think of it, Fish, because I know you are going to be checking it out soon. Yeah, um, yeah, definitely. I'm curious, um, whenever you kill an enemy, do they just, like, leave behind, like, the health right there just floating? Yeah, like, it's the in, same. In Super Metroid, you could, like, you kill an enemy, and, like, if it dropped missiles, those missiles would be right there Yeah, they right just kind of floats. Kills you. Floats. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Floats around wherever you kill them. Just, it's the same sort of thing. Um, yeah. But <clears throat> with even more sparkly bits, because they added in that uh, Aeon energy, whatever it is, for oh, your... No like special attacks and everything just drops showers of that stuff. So yeah. One last thing I want to mention too, and I don't want to sound too negative on the game. Guys, I think it's a fine game. If I had to describe it so far, Josh, and I'm very early on, so I reserve the yeah. rights for my opinion to change drastically if need be, is that they went to this company, Nintendo said, make a Metroid game. Don't make anything special. Don't make anything bad. Make a Metroid game. That's all we want from you. Here you go. Here's some money. And I and I feel like that's kind of how it was treated, too. If you remember during the press conference, it was announced during the Treehouse portion of it. It wasn't even mm-hmm. part of their big spotlight event. Um, and I feel like it's not that I don't think Nintendo has faith in this game, but I don't feel like they're treating it with all their all hands on deck like they normally would with something like a Mario. And that frustrates me. And that's nothing against Mercury Steam, which they handed this out to. I think they're obviously mm-hmm. a competent company, and I know they have a lot of people involved in this project that were actually making Super Metroid. So they have a lot of yeah. people in place that know what they're fucking doing. The composers, people on the team. But mm-hmm. 
yeah, I think they've done a lot of really good things in here. A lot of them. Um, in in this version, you have the spider ball version of the morph ball, which is not always a thing. So you can, yeah. you know, like Climb clean walls the walls and stuff. And stuff. They use it really well in this side-scrolling one. I've seen a lot of them, a lot of the side-scrolling ones, they don't know what to do with that. Mm. Um, and a lot of the puzzles that use that are done really well in this game. Um, a lot of the traversal stuff, with the exception of the ice beam, like I said, the useless weapon that you get and um, <laughs> use one time. It's it's basically just the blue key that you you get through the one thing and then you never use it again. Um, you can freeze enemies if you want to like shoot a missile at them or something, but you can, but you don't really need to. Like it's it's yeah, you you never need to mm-hmm. after that basically one time. Um, the the really cool thing that I've liked like um, and you'll. Um, not a lot of enemies use it, but some of them, you use your grappling beam to fight them. And mm. it feels really good. Like a whip, the, like you pull them into you or something? Yeah, yeah. The few fights where you actually use that are mm. really good. Like it's, I really wish you could use it in more situations than just the few enemies that let you use it on them. Because yeah. it feels really good. It It does feel a little strange on the... 3ds though and that's the last thing i'll say and then maybe we can talk some more metroid later on if once fish gets around to it or as we wrap up as we as we do with all these games we check back in um but like the controls they're not bad but by any means because i don't even know what that means to say controls bad seems like a very preferential thing unless it's actually conflicting with how the game plays but like holding the like just the very beginning of the game, I had to do this very simple thing where I had to jump up onto a ledge while holding that ledge. I had to aim up at a rock that I had to shoot. And then by holding the left trigger to aim my arm. And then while I was aiming my arm, I had to push this other button to switch to a missile to shoot that rock. So like that, and that's a very simple thing. There are weird things like to go into your ball, you have to double tap down, but it's the joystick, which I think feels great on the 3ds. But in this capacity, it's a little weird double tapping down on a joystick. There's a, there's, they use almost every button on the 3ds. Um, but just, uh, tap your map to use, to go into the ball. Mean, that's, you can tap your, just tap your map and you I don't t- I don't tap go into Morph Ball. Oh, okay. You're going to need to tap the screen anyway. The farther you get into it, the more and more buttons they keep adding to it. So you um, immediately go into Morph Ball if you tap the screen? If, uh, okay. Not anywhere on it. It's if you tap the map. Um, okay. Because yeah. as you go, you'll get more weapons, and like the grappling beam is a button on there as well. Um, your super missiles end up being a button on there. Mm. Um, so you're gonna you're gonna be tapping that bottom screen a lot mm. um, the more you go in in the game. Which actually that was my issue with the 3D in there because the graphics look really good in 3D and very mediocre just in 2D. Yeah, I thought the um, same thing. Yeah, but since I have a crappy old 3DS. I, I, I can't play with the 3D on because yeah. because because you, you used the well, like I played with the 3D on when I was playing all the way through uh, um, uh, a Link Between Worlds hmm. because you don't use the bottom touchscreen as much. Oh, okay. But but you end up using that bottom touchscreen a ton in this game, and since you're having to reach way over to do that, 
it it throws off the 3D because you can't just you can't just like lock your hands and hold it still. Um, yeah, no, that's a good point because I remember me and Fisher yeah. talking about the uh, how much we actually enjoyed using the 3D, even though a lot of people are down on it. But mm-hmm. I've I had that same issue too. The game like visually looks kind of generic. I wish it had an art direction that was more powerful. Like Zelda seems to get the art direction treatment. And I think that you can see the art in this game. They could have done something really cool, I think, but whatever. Um, It looks like your standard 3DS game, but when you turn on the 3D a little bit, you can see all the definition and the depth Mm -hmm. in the background. It's more interesting visually. But yeah, I had the same problem where I move it just a little to the right or a little left. It's giving me a headache. So yeah, it sucks. Yeah, it it really makes me wish that I had a new 3DS with the like the mm-hmm. head tracking 3D. But oh, I'm yeah, not yeah, I'm yeah. not buying one at this point. Like I this this game in particular really makes me wish I had it, but it's just it's too late. I'm not going to buy a new 3DS at this point. It's just it's not going to happen. So um, unfortunately, yeah. I'm stuck playing it in the in the worst version, which is playing it in 2D. So <laughs> You know, I know it really, know it really bums me out, Josh. Not that I don't have a head tracking 3DS, but that this wasn't a Switch game. That's what really bums me out. I mean, ugh. it'll it'll probably get there eventually, but it's odd, man. I, but I, now that I'm seeing the final product, it makes sense. It it feels mm-hmm. pretty much like Nintendo was like, yeah, these people want a Metroid game, let's give it to them. Um, it's a weird remake. We give it to another studio. Like it's gonna do some strange things. It's odd. It's an it's just a weird thing. So I'm curious to see what. You know, fish. What you end up thinking of it? I'm curious to see if I end up coming more around on it as well. I wouldn't say I dislike it by any means. I will. I will say this. I will stick with this game for one reason, and that's because Metroid. And and that mm-hmm. is weird because nor if this was any other game, it didn't say Metroid in the title. I'm gonna be honest with you guys. I would probably not stick with it. Not because it's bad, but just because it's not really doing a lot for me. But I love Metroid enough to where I will try to suck it up and see if I can get through it. And that's. That's not a lot of, there's not a lot of franchises I will do that for, and I will admit that. Hmm. Hello, listeners. Apologies for the awkward transition here. We experienced difficulties recording the show and are missing the introduction to the bio break portion. Uh, this week, we have an article about a frog who ate small dinosaurs, and we're going to let Shay take things from there. Yeah, this one. I read extensively and I thought just reading it the whole time, I was like, man, this is just describing a big bad enemy in a generic video game. It's basically they, they, um, these scientists, um, did this study on the Pac-Man frog because of how big its mouth is. And it has this incredible bite force and they scaled it up to this frog um, I'm forgetting the genus and species name, but it is just called the Devil Frog, which is why it reminded me of like a video game enemy. And the they scale. <laughs> That's right. You have you fight the Pac-Man Frog and you make your way to the Devil Frog. <laughs> but um, basically, they they just scaled up this um the the bite force strength. No, sorry, the bite force of the Pac-Man frog, and it is on par with um, certain some current mammals like a lion and um, a lion. some some other of those those big carnivorous apex predators. 
And so they're theorizing that this Pac-Man frog, which was 16 inches, that thing is bigger than fishes, not fishes, sorry, Josh's, Morgan's, and my penis put together. That thing is fucking massive. And on top of that, it's the same, it's the same size as fish's penis, too. It's crazy. But in all seriousness, it, 16 inches is massive. Thank you for that visual parallel. So. That, that math checks out. It does, it does, yeah, but for a frog, but for a frog, that's like bigger than a toy poodle, man. That's that's bigger than some small f- fucking dogs. So what they theorized is basically this animal, um, this this devil frog was eating juvenile dinosaurs, and that's so crazy. Just like because most frogs don't have a lot of bite force, they have very weak jaws. And so I was thinking when I was reading this article, and then I'll. Sorry, I'll pass it off to you guys. Is that if this thing could just devour small dinosaurs, why did it why did it die off? What what caused this creature to suddenly not have this advantage? It's I, it's I just so weird. One to thing me. too. Um, it's called. This makes me laugh because it sounds like a Final Fantasy enemy. It was called the Bezel Buffo. Bezel Buffo. Yes, that's what it was called. Yes, <laughs> yes, exactly. Which uh, be, no, no, I don't know why I need to say this. Bezel Bub is another name for devil, which is why it's called Devil Frog aptly. But hmm. um, yeah, it was just such a fucking <laughs> fascinating and funny article. Yet it was so fascinating. I actually did the study in college where we. We looked at the bite force um, of certain um, felis cat, uh, catus species, or felis species. Like, we looked at the house cat, we looked at the mat, uh, mountain lion, and we looked at a bobcat. And what we did is we looked at the sagittal crest, which is up on the top of the skull. And that basically determines the wow. bigger that the bigger that is, <laughs> the bigger that is, the more predatory it is, the 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 stronger that bite force is, and from my understanding, um, a frog wouldn't have a sagittal crest. I don't know that for sure, obviously, but yeah, it's super super fascinating. I love reading this yeah. article. This this it's is weird to think about frogs being yeah. Go ahead. Well, it's weird to think about frogs being such a force now still 16 inches is not anything i think a human would have to be afraid of but it's a possibility that with that bite force uh it could really like fuck up your arm or something or like i mean it could do some damage maybe eat could eat a small baby (laughs) right and the the crazy thing on top of that is you 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 think about it a lot of frogs um are actually and this is another article I was actually reading kind of in conjunction with this one. A lot of frogs are poisonous species. If you ingest them, you die. Um, or you get severely sick. So wouldn't it be crazy if there was something like the size of a devil frog out there and it also was venomous on top of that, you know? Or it just transmitted diseases through its mouth. That would just be insane and i think that's i mean there could be so many possibilities if that creature 
made it through um, time and was alive now, just the evolutionary advantages that it would have. But I'm going to stop there because yeah. I'm going to keep going and keep going. <laughs> I just think it'd be fun to see one of those things where they just kept putting like some other object in the mouth to see the bite force crush it. Um, Cause I would just be curious to see how strong its bite force actually was. Cause you hear it and you read about it, but I just would, the visual there, but I just would love to know just how strong, like what that felt like, you know, like if you put your hand out and that frog bit your fucking arm, like how much damage is it doing? Like I, that's, that's fascinating to me. That's true. It's true. It would, I, I'm sure you could do some sort of proportion or relation type experiment, you know, like you being bit by this is the equivalent of having a one ton anvil dropped on your arm or something like that. I'm sure they can do some like equivalency there, but, um, I wonder if it opens real wide and slow, like, and then just like shuts really fast or something like, I'm just trying to visualize it. Cause you know, we don't, it was an extinct species, so we don't know. Right. And the, the crazy thing too, is they, they, they don't even think about this is the last thing I, I'll say, I'm sorry, is with it being 16 inches, that thing could probably jump really fucking far in the air or high in the air and far. And just imagine it like just this giant frog leaping at you with that bite force. Mm. That shit's scary. That would be scary. Yeah. Or like a pack of them. Yeah. Maybe like you, like four of them jump at you at one time, but one jumps on your head. It just like, they're just like taking you down. It'd be like the Raptors or something from Jurassic Park. That's what, that's what I, I feel want. like. I want I a feel... movie. I feel like this is the world's worst wow campaign. You have to fight the devil frogs, just a fucking pack of devil frogs. Or the world's yeah, best campaign. Or the world's best campaign. <laughs> yeah. There was, I want to say there was a big, I'm Googling it right now, but I want to say there was this massive frog that you fought in Final Fantasy 15. Uh, Final Fantasy 15 frog. Um, anyways, it was weird. Because um, at first I was thinking, oh, you know, that's a story much like a Metroid that's new because it latches on to things. Any thoughts on the uh, frog guys before we move on? I don't want to leave Josh and fish out of this if there's something pressing. That thing must have tasted delicious. Ugh, you don't eat frog, do you, Josh? Why wouldn't I? <sighs> Maybe because most of them are poisonous and you'll die. Uh, there, there we go. Scientific answer. Mm -hmm. Boom! Just like mushrooms. Nobody eats those. Nobody. I don't know anyone who's ever eaten those. <laughs> Certainly nobody on this podcast. Hmm. Um, hmm. <laughs> uh, I failed to Google my giant frog, but I know that they were there somewhere. Um, anyways, segueing from our bio break, a couple fun topics for people to uh, chew on. Um, pun intended. Um, for, so for this week, as we kind of wrap up, we're going to do our weekly wrap up and talk about anything else we've been playing. Um, and I wanted to throw it to Shay first this week because he does finally have his PlayStation. He's been playing some Gravity Rush. I know that among just kind of catching up with him. So how, how's your week been with the PS4? Um, it's been good. I really haven't had that much time, unfortunately, or not as much time as I would like. I've been, um, I still, I'm still teaching online a little bit here and there, so that's been taking up a fair bit of time um, at night. And I played a little bit of Gravity Rush too, though I managed to slip it in there, here and there. <laughs> and um, it's... 
<laughs> it's been really fun. Why'd you broke Shay? Why'd you have to uh, laugh at your own pun, man? Your own dirty little pun. Come on, Shay. I'm not classy at all. Um, <laughs> I liked it. I, I liked it too. But no, it's man, I I really forgot how good that game is. That game is insanely good, and I'm really glad to have the PS4 back to be playing that because I I, had, I remember stating in January when Josh and I had played it that it's basically a Studio Ghibli esque game, and if we're talking about mood, that game is always puts me in a good mood. The music is spot on. The artwork is great. Oh, yeah. Um, the story is super interesting. All of it, it just contributes to me being in this super jubilant mood whenever I play it. And it's been great. It's been great to get back to play that game again. It's also great to have a PS4, honestly. But, um, yeah, I love that game so much. I did do one of the worst missions I've ever done in my life in a video game, though, which I want to tell you guys about. Um... There's this one mission, and it's a side mission. And basically, this woman has lost her dog. Or not her dog. Her dog has lost her frisbee. So you have to take this stupid fucking dog with you. And I love dogs, but I don't love this dog. This dog is an (laughs) idiot. This dog is an idiot. So basically, you have to walk around this park, and it's this small-ass park. And you have to call the dog every like five meters so you like take three steps and you're like dog come on and half the oh, time it's the, the last guardian is that what it is it's the last it was guardian. the last guardian <laughs> yeah yeah essentially and the dog doesn't listen to you half the time the and guardian. last guardian yeah dog doesn't listen to you half the time and you're like all right dog come on and the dog's just like fucking frolicking whatever the dog's doing looking around and shit and I was getting so pissed because you can't find the frisbee unless the dog follows you. So it was this mission that should have taken maybe five minutes. It took about 20. And you find out that this girl stole it and she ran off, so you have to chase this girl. And then there's another sequence where you have to walk around this big building and you have to call dog. And then finally you trap her and then you get the frisbee. Then you have to do a fucking throw the frisbee mini game where you have to chuck the frisbee into this circle and the aiming is just so bad on it and i just wanted to blow my brains out the whole time mm. it's fucking oh. terrible it was I'm, one of the worst I'm missions i'm glad ever. i could send you your ps4 and i'm glad i could send your ps4 halfway across the world and have you spend half an hour bringing a dog around a park and beating your head in frustration Gee, jesus christ that fucking dog i swear to god uh, i swear i swear to god so it sounds like so the side quests in that game not good then is that an example of the side quests no they're most of them are really good just that i don't know what the hell happened they they were like oh well last guardian was a turd so let's one up it uh well that does sound unfortunate um yeah i was telling i'd sent fish this text though shay's gonna be getting on that destiny train fish he's gonna be getting on that train Oh hell yes, yeah. We're definitely, train. I will. <laughs> definitely take that nasty taste of that side mission out of your mouth and uh, 
stick Destiny 2 in there instead and have a nice, big, meaty, flavorful experience there. God, I'm just getting aroused by this description by the minute. If he wasn't sold on it before, he definitely is now. That's for sure. <laughs> um, but what what else about your week, though, Shay? I mean, anything else exciting besides the Gravity Rush and the PlayStation arriving going on? I know you've been busy, but anything else worth of note? Um, This week was Sports Festival, which is um, a yearly thing in Japan, which was super, super cool. It's just basically the kids, um, they get together, and they practice all these dance routines. They have to do these chanting routines. They have to do various activities like a relay. Um, they had to do um, just all these different sporting events. And it was super cool to watch them do this. Um, they did awesome. And it was, it was just a joy to watch them. They all had a hell of a good time. And um, that was really cool. Uh, it happened all day yesterday. And then last night... I went to what's called an inkai, which is basically drink with your teachers. And um, my um, my Kocho sensei w- kept buying these glasses of really expensive sake. And uh, he kept making me drink it. And he's like, I bet you that this is the best sake that... Sorry, I was waiting for you to finish typing. Um, it, it was it was just like some of the best. Sorry, if for our listeners, if, if Shay sounds discombobulated, it's because Josh is typing to us and Fish, his wife, is rubbing her boobs in his face on the webcam. So it's just pandemonium right now. And then we're all typing. So Shay's trying to tell us a story while getting distracted. We need to focus on Shay here. Fish, pull your face out of your wife's breast, goddammit. The whole show's falling apart. Wow, way to just pull back the curtain there. Holy shit. All right. So, well, we have webcams now. It's all about pulling the curtain back. <laughs> okay. Well, let me just read them, these comments here. Motorboat them. That was Josh. Morgan. LOL. Get them fish. Get, get in there. <laughs> well, Shay was trying to tell the story. And I know when someone's typing because they'll be trying to tell you a story and there's lots of pauses and they're distracted. So I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, I, I I couldn't help it. Like, she, she walked in. I, I you get a lock on that door. Yeah, it's my daughter's <laughs> bedroom, so I can't lock. Um. Actually, anyway, Shay, bef- before you were rudely interrupted by fishes <laughs> motorboating his wife. I I I'm all for it, man. Whenever you can motorboat someone, you go for it. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about me. You do you. That's more important. Yeah. No, not in this case where we're doing a podcast. It is not more. <laughs> uh, I don't know about you, Josh, but fish, I sanction it. If it, I don't like sanction mm-hmm. you leaving. I, we had a uh, in my guild and WoW. I always had the policy that AFK for intercourse is uh, always an acceptable, <laughs> always an acceptable excuse, even if we're in the middle of a raid. <laughs> AFK for intercourse. Well, uh, not not quite. Not, I'm not quite as accepting as Josh, but if um, if you know if she wants to come in and smack a 
titty amongst each one of those eyeballs. I don't care, man. Or if she wants to sit underneath the desk and do whatever she wants to do down there while while you're recording, that's that's between you and her. That's, that's By the way, Fish, tilt that mirror behind you up a little bit, just so we're not watching. It's true. Okay, okay. Yeah. Sorry. So, I didn't okay. notice that. It's a free show here. What the fuck? Uh-huh. Yeah. All right. Back yeah. on track. Back mm. on track. Yeah, so he was buying these really expensive uh, little glasses uh, or little bottles, whatever you want to call it. They're like these crystal glass things. But anyways, of this really expensive sake, and he kept saying, Shay, drink! Shay, drink! And I'm like, dude, I'm going to fucking throw up tomorrow. And um, I'm just going, I'm just going toe to toe with him and uh, Kyoto Sensei, which is my vice prin- principal at the school. We're just fucking going shot for shot, and just running on it with them. And we get like three glasses of these things, and most of the teachers have left. There's still a few around. One of my uh, JTEs. Um, I should probably shouldn't be talking about any of this. I don't care. Um, <laughs> uh, she just keeps asking if I'm okay, and I say yeah. And we're just going shot for shot. And um, basically, I, I will only say what I'm. I think is acceptable to say. I definitely outlasted them, and I am a super lightweight. But man, I outdrank them, and they're like, "Man, you you are a heavy drinker," and I was like. No, I'm really not. I'm a lightweight in America. You guys are just really light. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. In America, man. we're we in, in America, we're drunk as fuck over there. This is yeah. nothing. Yeah, but uh, I just I, I started thinking about the hierarchy, like because there's got to be a hierarchy because obviously Japan, Germany might might be at the lower least. end, but yeah, yeah, and then you have America, then you have Australia, then you have some of those European oh, countries because. Uh, they they can hold their liquor over in Europe. I can tell you what. America thinks they can, but they can't. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah, but that's I was just thinking about this hierarchy. It was just it was a really funny night. Um, it was a good night, and then uh, here we are. Fish getting a face full of boobies, and uh, Morgan's getting oh. jealous. I no man. I it, it's been forever since I've actually gotten drunk drunk at a bar setting but i mean i do have fond memories of uh getting wasted doing shots shots after shots yeah friends and doing stupid shit he's a married man now it's it's nice no it can always be ahead of him if he wants it to be oh yeah yeah definitely i mean my wife likes going out and dancing and like I don't like dancing at all, but if you get a few few shots of me and a few beers, like I'll get on that dance floor eventually with her and attempt what some people call dancing. Yeah. And next week on the Chompcast, we'll have an all-video live episode of Fish Wasted at your local strip club, scooting his ass across the dance floor while his wife... Buries his head into her butt. Uh, 
Me and Fish have, I have memories I cannot talk about of, with Fish on the podcast. So many and crazy memories that would blow your mind and our listeners' minds. And uh, you'll never know. <laughs> it's it's fair. It's fair. It's it's the thing about going out in those settings too is it's it's a very tempting situation. Like there are some very beautiful, beautiful, yeah. beautiful uh, waitresses out last night, and I didn't want to be a scrub in front of my fellow teachers. So I was just like, "Arigato gozaimasu, tumimasen." Huh. Things of that, that nature. Okay. <laughs> Very gentlemanly, I'm sure. Um, Have to be with your with your teachers. Uh, but yeah. So um, and yeah. And on that note, uh, fish. How has your week been? Um, is the Destiny addiction still strong? Oh yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, <clears throat> I, you know, the first two weeks of playing it, like uh, by week two, I wanted to say, or I guess this is week two, actually. Well, no. This is week two and a half. Two and a half, two, okay. Yeah. I feel like there's been three different Nightfalls, though, so I want to say three weeks, but... Um, yeah, there has been three Nightfalls. Anyways, like, yeah, I mean, I thought there wasn't that much of an endgame content going on with Destiny. Um, mm-hmm. And I thought maybe I was going to get burnt out on the, on this game. Like, in the back of my mind, I was like, man, I'm... I'm doing these public events. I'm doing these strikes. Like I feel like there there's something missing. Like yeah. And I started to think about it. It's like by the end of Destiny One, it, there was so much content in that game. Like there was a Prison of Elders and um, uh, it, the the whole uh, Court of Oryx. Like there was so much to do in that game by the end of it all. And uh, I was just thinking in Destiny One I, or Destiny Two, I was like, "Man, this game feels like a more not hollow experience, but it just it's not as deep as I thought it was gonna be." Um, uh, That's right crazy. Off the bat. Yeah, go ahead, go ahead. I'll let you finish your thought. Right, right off the bat. <clears throat> go ahead. No, you already I did. Get... <laughs> you already did. I just, I just think it's funny sometimes that creators can make these massive games that people play compulsively like a hundred hours in the first two weeks, and then they're the because the end game isn't going to keep them busy for several months. They're somehow thinking it's like it's only giving you ninety percent more game than everything else out there. But your first instinct was, oh, it's, you know, it's, <laughs> it feels a little. Hot. I don't know. I'm just kind of fucking with yeah. you. Um, but I just think that comes down to expectations. But what you're saying is you were worried that the end game seemed a little repetitive. I felt the same way. Me and you were grinding. Me and Fish rekindled our love a little bit after the whole incident last week with the Pizza Bros. Um, we rekindled our love and we did like three or four hours of strikes a couple days in a row. So uh, that was good. And I was kind of like you, Fish. I'm like, this is fun, but yeah, this would be pretty repetitive because that's all we did really was the the public events. Yeah, I mean, and that's part of uh, the longevity in the game is playing with friends. Like, um, I have some friends who um, are that I do the <clears throat> nightfall with, and um, mm-hmm. yeah, it's a, it's a lot of fun to actually, you know, uh, I, I really enjoy the nightfall this time around. What they've done with it, as far as um, the difficulty and giving you a timer on it, um, some people dislike that and say it's a bit too hard for a nightfall um 
and but I, I enjoy it. I mean, it is doable. Um, it keeps people from cheesing it. Remember before people would just try and cheese those nightfalls? It's mm-hmm. lame. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I, I, I actually was part of that. Well, well, the thing is, is like in those nightfalls in Destiny 1, like they had burns and like if it was arc burn, you would load up on all your arc burn um, abilities and uh, weapons and then just go to town on them. And if the enemies, you know, had arc burn, you, it would be a, a big risk. And uh, as far as like going through there, like it's very difficult if you get hit because it's pretty much a one shot from any arc damage, but you're mm-hmm. doing a ton of damage as arc, but it, it's very one note type of type of uh scenario as far as in the nightfall in destiny one whereas yeah. now you're kind of racing along um and you're you're collecting these things that uh up your time so like the first one uh you had to kill enemies to up your time to give you enough time to actually finish a strike then in the wait so when one, you kill enemies you get more time yeah you get oh, seconds okay. added you know like you start out with i think 10 minutes or so um and then it just starts taken down as you're going through the strike um and you just do like eh, in this week's uh nightfall you have to shoot these little anomalies scattered hidden throughout the um uh the strike and uh, if you hit them you get plus 30 seconds to your time um and uh yeah it's 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 more interesting like instead of just mindlessly killing enemies uh, you got one person uh, looking out for those uh, anomalies while the other pe- other two are uh, kind of covering their back and making sure no enemies are killing them because the enemies are tougher and um, yeah I, I just I had a blast going through it um, by the end of it all you know finally beating the boss it I think it only took us two tries uh, on this week's nightfall and yeah it was at the end of it I felt very rewarded and satisfied with the experience that i had what are you doing with the other time i mean that's like a half an hour of the 30 40 hours you're spending a week playing it like what are you doing for the rest of the end game um just sitting in the tower you know just looking at all my loot <laughs> throw throwing it up in the sky and just be like oh thank god i got all this wonderful loot i only go to um, the farm fuck the tower whoa <laughs> throwing shade on the tower wow you're hardcore Still hanging around the farm. It's actually, yeah, no, I haven't been to the farm in quite some time. Ever since you got the the more better social space, but Josh is totally pulling the Kate Six right now. As he on the webcam is um, slowly spinning a knife around in his fingers. <laughs> Keep talking Destiny, guys. Keep talking Destiny. Um, just a visual image I wanted to paint for people. Josh is a. Uh, that's the way Josh is. Um, he's got that look in his eyes. <laughs> uh, no, but so you mostly just doing the public event. Just are you still running the public events a lot? Because that's what I. I just I can't stop doing them because they're so fast and it's like they're just so addictive. Like oh, just one more quick little five mm-hmm. minute event and I'll open a treasure chest and you never know. Yeah, yeah, those are fun. Yeah, I mean I like those because they they feel more organic and like other players in the zone jump in and start helping out. Uh, the times when I don't like it is like whenever it's just me there sitting there, I'm like, oh, fuck. I'm not going to have any help for this public yeah, event. not going to get heroic on this one. Yeah. I mean, if you really were good at it, and uh, you, I mean, you could get a heroic at, out of it, but 
it it does make it a lot difficult but yeah that's always fun and and just uh exploring around as well well that's when i interrupted when i interrupted you earlier what i meant to say was um you were leading up to this you were like i thought the end game was going to be a little grindy or repetitious it sounded like you were going to say but but Mm -hmm. what was the big but well the thing is is yeah i'm still doing all that stuff and uh i'm slowly getting my power level up um and i guess that that small increase and that you get each week with uh the luminous ingrams that you get for completing the milestones is enough to keep me addicted to the game at this point. Um, but yeah, they're actually, uh, uh, the big update that they're coming up with, uh, next week, um, September 26th, they're, they're adding the factions in. So dead orbit, new monarchy and, uh, future war calls going to come into the fray and, uh, all the guardians are going to have to choose their side. And, um, collect items and do activities that will count as points we're team dead orbit right dead orbit Uh, i don't know what do you mean you don't know it's because your fucking new friends are making you pick another side what is this no no i was looking at all the gear that you get uh from each each faction and new monarchy's looking pretty dope is it all that dumb color-coded shit where like dead orbit's black and white Yes. Oh, yes. that's it, they still got that theme going wow. on. Like that's you even lame. get the shaders and everything. So, but future workhorse, all their shit's like purple and yellow, isn't it? It's like, yeah. Who the fuck wants that? <laughs> well, in original Destiny, like I would jump from faction to faction just to. Of course you would. Traitor bastard. <laughs> <laughs> they gave me no incentive to stick with them, so I just got the the gun that I wanted from them and peaced out to the next faction hey you don't talk about them like that (laughs) Uh, i'm still sore still fish just uses me for his side stuff but he still does all the fun stuff this last night it was funny i logged on i was like thursday this i know this is fish's day off i'm excited to play some destiny with him and i texted him at like eight o'clock at night i sat down Nothing. No fish. I guess he fell asleep. He was tired from staying up the night before with his new friends. And, mm-hmm. uh... God, it's, it's okay. So hard. <laughs> so hard to survive off of an hour of sleep. God! Are you... Are you... Is that... See, are you real? Is that real? I can't even talk. Is that real, fish? One hour of sleep? <laughs> oh, let's see. About two. Two and a half hours. <sighs> Shay, this is... Unfortunately, we're going to be bringing Shay into this horrible world of addiction. Um, next thing you know, he's going to be on the streets in Japan because he lost his teaching job to a really bad destiny addiction that's gone awry. Um, but we'll still support him. We'll still be there to support him in the end. I sent Shay a picture of that. Eh, You never know. It's okay, Shay. We're on the, we can do stuff together now. I'll start another Titan just to, just to go through with you. Mm, I would like to enjoy. I just can't, I can't. I just can't wait to play this game so I can, you know, finally say this game really does suck ass and you guys won't give me shit for saying, you, well, you've never played it. How would you know? <laughs> I would bet, I wish, I would bet an entire testicle. If I could have some sort of somebody sanction this, I would bet an entire testicle that you will enjoy it thoroughly. Um, you might as well bet both of them. That way you can't have any more children. Do the whole world a wow. favor. I guess. Um, but, you know, it's not going to do my wife a favor. You got married this week? Um, 
God damn it, you always do that to me every single fucking time. Uh, but yeah, I was gonna say that um, I'm also still playing it, uh, fish as well. Enjoy. Uh, so here's the defining moment. Um, I don't know if you guys started. A, did you have a hunter in Destiny One, Josh? I had all three, and I think I got the Titan to like level thirteen or so. It's about as far as I could take that shit. Um, so yeah. What was your main hunter or warlock? Uh, warlock usually. Okay. Yeah, I. I was my di- I'm very dissatisfied with the Titan armor in this game, and uh, once I hit 260, I I, it was a, I can tell you the exact moment that everything shifted. I was already getting tired of my armor, and my character looked stupid as fuck. And Fish went over and decrypted an exotic Ingram, and it was a fucking dragon armor chess piece. And I was like, well, that's it. I am playing the wrong fucking class. So I immediately went and started a a hunter and. It's definitely, I love that class a, a lot. Um, they look cooler, a little bit more fun to play for me so far. Um, and yeah, I just, I, I, and I made my character look like this beautiful, um, <laughs> I put this weird tattoo on her face. It's like this big cross tattoo on her face and she's just really badass. So I, I love my new, and this is how fast it went. When I, today I hit 20 with my hunter, I was at 180 light level. I went over to my Titan, transferred all my extra weapons over to her, equipped her, and she went from 180 to 235, just like that. And I was like, it was so satisfying. I was like, oh my god. Um, and so now I'm running around using some new stuff. She's sword-based. I'm mostly using swords with her, which are a lot of fun. Plus, the hunters look really cool when they use swords. It just fits their aesthetic. And... uh course they're made for the revolvers if you look at like the sun singer and stuff and um with her i try to play it differently so it's not boring i use like scout rifles and auto rifles and swords and then with my titan i use um i use the revolver and uh grenade launchers and stuff like that but i i might not even go back to my titan unless i want to double up on the nightfall because it's the armor for the titan is so dumb looking so far in this one um it's really and you have you haven't seen any titans out in the wild that look badass. I haven't. No, that's weird. Like I've seen this. You, have, one, you just haven't found the right exotic towel yet. Oh, that's <laughs> butt towel. Yeah, that's all I want is an exotic towel. Mm-hmm. And this is what happens: is me and Shay, or me and Fee and Shay. Keep wanting to say Shay for some reason. Um, got Shay on the brain. And uh, every, every time me and Fish would grind for three or four hours then this is what happens because he plays more destiny than me. And this is how my boner dies. Every time I get an exotic Ingram. Finally, we go to the tower. We get that adrenaline rush of turning in all our Ingrams. And I finally get an exotic and fish is like, Oh cool. You got that. I have five of those. I'm like, Oh, that's great. That's great. I'm glad that this is not unique at all. Cause you have six of these and you just break the other five down for, you know, toilet paper. So that's my life. Usually when I play with fish, yeah, don't don't play with me. <laughs> um, but it's the pizza balls. <laughs> bada bada bing, bada bada boom. boom. God, the inside joke that no one <laughs> listening is gonna know. Um, anyways, in summation, we we yeah. we need to put it in this week. We need to put that in this week. That audio. Okay, if you listen at the very end of this podcast, behind the music, you will hear a special collection of voicemails um even though it's more relevant to last week's show 
we're just all over the place. So that's the way it is. But anyways, fish. So yeah. So the destiny addiction is still still strong. Uh yeah, it is. And uh, there's really no other games out right now that I really want to play. Oh, not, not Metroid. Not Metroid. It, it made your fucking most anticipated games of the year list. And oh, but there's no games out right now that I want to play. That that all changed when Destiny Two came out. You, you does, know what should have? You know what should have? What should have happened was Destiny Two should have came out last on my list as far as release dates go. Uh, that way, I could have a build up to it and then be addicted to it for the Hold rest on. of the year. How does having one game come out make you anticipate another game less? The I don't know. What was that was it number don't... one? Wasn't it number one on your E three show? Or was it or was that something else? I don't remember. I think it was number one. Was it? Well, I have the game bought. I just haven't played it yet because Destiny two was too number one on his Destiny list. 2. No, that wasn't an E three. No, that was It that had to have been. It well, had to it wasn't an E three game though. It was just a release that was coming out, so Oh, I see what you're saying. Okay, okay. I see what you're saying. E three messenger. I didn't know. I think I'm confusing that with when we did a uh, most anticipated for 2017. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good call. Um, you actually bought it though, fish. You actually have it in your house. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <sighs> I also me. got a full, fully charged 3DS that uh, hasn't had a Metroid game stuck in it just yet. But uh, I'll eventually. You'll get to it this break. week, though, for sure, right? I'll I'll break down and. Set aside, you know, thirty minutes or so with that game, I guess. <laughs> why would I you guess. Gonna, why are you gonna spend the money on it if you're not gonna play it? <laughs> I, I regretted it. I regret I regretted it the second I bought it. You regretted <laughs> buying a game that was your most anticipated game of E three? What is happening to my life right now? I didn't even play it and I was like, Yeah, I, I really wish I didn't put forty bucks on this damn game. Damn it. <laughs> Okay, I understand if you played it and you didn't like it. Those are two very different things. But, like, you were so jacked about this Metroid game all year. Like, I don't, I, I don't see why Destiny 2 being awesome yeah. doesn't make this it's less... Like, it's like buyer's remorse, you know? You get something and it's just like, ah, oh, did I really need this? I got the best game right now. Okay, this is going to be a problem. I can already tell. I hope that... <laughs> I hope that this eventually he'll get grinded out. I mean, he's already in the late game grind. It's it's a matter of time. But I, I you do hear that. You hear that, Bungie? You need to come out with more content for me, okay? That way, it, I don't have to play any other game. That's what inspired this topic, though, Fish. I will say this: you need to get a little bit of more of that grind out of your system before you sit down and lay into Metroid. Um, but yeah, I mean, if you bought the goddamn thing, I mean, this... <laughs> um, anyway, anything else exciting happening this week in the life of Fish? Uh, trying to think here. No, last week I went and saw it. Oh yeah, you didn't tell us about that. How was it? It was. (laughs) It wasn't great. It wasn't great, but it wasn't bad. Um, all the scare in there was very jump scare, and wasn't much of a build up to it. It was just really just, hey, look at the clown. Oh, he's doing something fucking creepy. I mean, the only part that was uh, anywhere, like, not horrifying, but just almost creepy as fuck was the beginning of the movie. Um, Spoilers. Spoilers. 
Well, it starts just out just like the the original, oh, where okay. you know the little kids chasing the little. <laughs> no spoilers. Boat. It's a book that's been out, but you know, no spoilers. <clears throat> yeah, I mean, yeah, it, it starts out and there's like they take it a little far as far as like the kid and, and that storm drain. Um, I'll, that's as much as I'll say, but it, that scene is worth it. It's okay. worth seeing so just that, for that. The but, opening? Okay. Um, but the the where the show really was most intriguing for me was the actual characters. They they have that kid from Stranger Things in there. Um, I I don't know the actor's name, but um, uh, he's in it, and he has dick jokes for days in that fucking movie, and I loved it. Well, you know, we love dick jokes here, the most immature podcast on the web. Yeah. So, I think I. I don't think we surpassed Joe Rogan. Jokes. <laughs> uh, so, so what you're saying is, a movie, eh, but dick jokes, eh, thumbs up. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah, his his delivery on his dick jokes, mm, bellissimo, so good. Okay. So good. Delivering the dick. All right. Um. Well, I was curious about that too. Was your wife? I know you went to see it because your wife's big horror movie fan. Was she happy with it? Yeah, she liked it. Okay. Do you guys, when you get out of movies, do you guys like debate them with each other? Because like, you might grow. One weird thing about my new relationship that I'm in now is like, when I get out of a movie, I like to debate it. And my girlfriend never used to be really that way. So like, I just want to talk about a movie for like 20 minutes when I'm out of it. Like, what about this and that? And uh, and she was never that kind of a person, which is kind of weird. Um. Like when you and your wife leave a movie, do you guys like dissect and analyze it, or you just kind of go on with your life? Uh, well, we're we're kind of drained after the movie, I guess, so we don't talk about it that much, other than whether or not we liked it, and talk about what parts we did like and um, scenes that really stuck out to us. But uh, as far as like dissecting it, uh, not so much. Like, I'll, I'll usually leave that to myself as far as like in my own thoughts with that um but i mean every once in a while there'll be a movie that i'll really want to talk about and yeah i'll just start spewing it all over my wife in the car mm-hmm. as we're driving back home that's, but that's what i like to hear that's spewing? a fish that's a fish i know spewing it all over her um mm-hmm. yeah i just yeah no I, josh I, I, no don't insert that knife into your brain don't do it we're moving on from fish, I promise. No more destiny, no more spewing. It'll all be over soon. Um, speaking it, of it destiny, was your commentary on the spewing. Oh, okay. Um, I was going to say, speaking of destiny 2 and spewing, I got some stories for you guys. Um, no, but yeah, anything else you want to mention, fish, before we move on? Uh, I love destiny 2. Oh, I have one final <laughs> question for you. <laughs> I have one final question for you. You haven't done the raid yet, right? I haven't, but... Have you watched anything on the raid? I haven't either. I don't want it spoiled for me. Wait. Me and you and Shay can do it as a bro team. I would invite Josh, but he's neglected us for the PC Master Race, and he hates us. Um, He's also giving me the finger right now on the webcam. But The the podcast bros. The podcast bros. We could have had the Sword Chomp clan, but no more. But if we and Shane, you can, we I don't, I haven't read anything on it either. And we can try and do it with like three other people without knowing anything about it, and that could be really fun. Mm, no, <laughs> bada bing. I don't think so. 
That's the whole point of the game. So you're saying you should go into it knowing with someone that already knows what to do? Uh, okay. So your first Vault of Glass run, mm-hmm. how'd that go for you? Was that exciting? Dying yes. over and over? Yes. Okay. 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 I'm just making sure. If that's exciting for you, then yeah, I'm fine. Well, with but that. here's the conundrum. So we have to go read up on how to do the damn thing, or find a fucking guide to tell us what to do. Otherwise, it's not going to be fun. No, but if if something if there a certain game mechanic uh, to an encounter isn't as apparent to you, any of us, like we're going to be sitting there for. Well, you know, that's different though. Quite if, a while trying to figure it out. If we get stuck, I th- and for a while, and we all agree that we want to look it up or something, I think that's okay. Um, okay. Anyways, I'd love to do it with you for the first time. Um, oh, definitely. But, yeah, I've heard good things about it. How, 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 <laughs> how much it looks and everything, but only described to me. All right. As as, uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, people have described to me too, but I just want to get in there and feel it for myself. You know. Hmm. I want, to, I want to take this. Josh started clapping. And I realized we can take this whole conversation we're having out of context. That'd be great. Um, yeah, I just want to see its majesty. Mm-hmm. I wonder. I just want to know if it's everything people have talked it up to. You know. I, I think so. I mean, other people have done it, and they seem to enjoy it, and want to go back to doing it again. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's people that do cocaine as well, and heroin, and they keep doing that also. Oh, that was a terrible metaphor. Yeah. Uh, moving on, though, uh, on the heroin train, um, th- I would say this, my last thing about Destiny 2, and then we can move on, is that I, it's a deadly, one of the few deadly combinations of game that is fun and addicting. Most games are, they can be engrossing, they can be fun, you can be compelled by the story, and then you have a lot of games that are mobile games that are just addicting for the sake of the casino slot machine. Rarely do you find a game that is both. Even Diablo 3, which is one of my favorite games ever, I don't think that game is fun. But I think that it's addicting and you're almost like a tactician. Like you're just inputting. It's like a systematic command thing when you play Diablo. Use this now. Use this. Use this. You know. And, and it's, it's still great. Sorry. The, uh, F1, F2, F4, F5. Wait for my recharge. You know. So. <laughs> thanks Thanks for fucking stereotyping all That's all me. Gamers no, no. That's how I sound when I play. That's me playing it. Um, Bullshit. So. I want video of it now. <laughs> But but uh, Destiny 2 is like a game that's actually fun and addicting. I think that's why it has become such a phenomenon. Um, as far as my week goes, uh, we will catch up a little more. I know people love hearing Destiny talk. Trust me. It's all I hear about on the Instagram right now. People can never get enough Destiny talk. In fact, I was listening to the Beastcast today, and they only talked about Destiny for 10 minutes, and they had to cap it off, and I was sad because I could have listened to them talk about Destiny for like a whole hour, and it would have been better than anything else they talked about. Um, that's part of the sickness. But I watched a couple quick hitters this week. Uh, I watched Wonder Woman finally. Has anyone here seen Wonder Woman? I have. Help. Okay. Um, meh. I will say this, though. Gal Gadot was born to play Wonder Woman. Just perfect. Uh, she had the exact charisma that she needed. For Gal Gadot. Gadot. I know. I like to say Gadot. It's like a, a stupid inside joke. My my girlfriend yells at me, too. Um and God, that woman is magnetic when she's on the screen. And uh, she just pulled that. She like literally did Wonder Woman so well. But the movie itself it was all right. I mean, it pretty much hit all the cliche. Me and my girlfriend watched it. it. Hit every cliche in the book that you could. You know, I don't want. If I told you every cliche it hit right now, I'd ruin the whole movie for you. So I won't. But let's just say if there was like a class of cliches, it hits all of them. And the villain 
even though it surprised me, was like the most ridiculous version of that particular villain I could possibly imagine. Um, and people who are watching this will know. But it was I I watched it. I wasn't bored. Um, so it's a good love story. Yeah, it, there is a love story in there for sure. Um. But yeah, so I, I finally got around to checking that out. But Wonder Woman herself, Gal Gadot. God damn it, Gal Gadot. See, that's going to fuck me up for the rest of my life. Gal Gadot. Gal Gadot. <sighs> I just, it's, very, it's very hard for me. Um, I watched Mother, which is that weird movie I was telling you guys about last week. I went to the theater and saw that with my girlfriend. And that movie horrified her so badly that, I'm not even kidding, it had the most disturbing scene I've ever seen in film. And it mortified her so badly that our whole night was ruined. She cried in the car. She was upset feeling. She couldn't eat. The entire evening was ruined. And I actually thought the movie was all right. I enjoyed it. Uh, without getting too philosophical, it sort of dealt with the nature of artists creating and how they deal with those things. But it was all metaphorical. Like, um, And again, I don't want to ruin too much in case you guys ever want to watch it, but Javier Bardem put out a great performance. And it was just really dark and demented. But that movie has the, I, I will stamp this down, the most demented, disturbing scene in the history of films that I've ever seen. And if that's it, bar none. Bar none. So hmm. if you guys ever get around the watch, but I'll tell you this, everyone seems to hate it. Um, when I walked out of that theater, there was like every single person that I heard talking about it was just like, that's the stupidest movie I've ever seen. There was like this pack of moms that were just like yelling obnoxiously in the theater. Don't go see Mother. It's the worst movie I've ever seen. So, I mean, this is the kind of movie that 99% of people are going to loathe. Um, and when you see it, you'll know why. Uh, but but yeah, overall, the week was good. Like I had a lot of it's raining here a lot. So had a lot of those like really warm, like snuggly days, you know, where you have your family where you just kind of cuddle up on the couch in the morning and snuggle up with my girlfriend and my six pets that I have and <laughs> play destiny or today we watched jaws together and uh, it's, it feels cozy inside actually turning on the heat again for the first time uh, in months. Cause in Montana, it's actually pretty cold out. I went for a jog today and like the freezing rain and it was just invigorating. I was just running, listening to some podcasts. I ran for like an hour and it was just like, it was, it was just glorious. I, you know, finding this love for like jogging in the freezing rain. Um, man, I wish, uh, Texas weather would start changing around like that. Cause still in the, still in the triple digits here. It sucks. Uh, yeah, that's rough. That's rough. But Josh was saying it's pretty hot in Michigan too. I'm just like, God, that's so weird. You guys like September is fall. Come on. <laughs> September is fall in the North. You'd but, think. Yeah. The North remembers. The North remembers. Um, also, me and my girlfriend, we, we signed up for CBS All Access today so we can watch the new Star Trek Discovery this Sunday. Um, that's going to be the world premiere. Uh, my goal is to watch the new Star Trek before Shay, even though I know nothing about Star Trek, just so I can be an guess, dickhole about it. Guess, guess what? It's on Netflix in Japan. Oh, is it? Damn. Yeah. Yet there are Damn. only two countries in the world it's not on Netflix. And uh, America's one of them. Which is fucking unbelievably stupid. Um, You're not wrong. 
It's like Netflix doesn't want money. Uh, I think it's more of like a licensing issue, to be honest yeah, with you. CBS, P- CBS is waving their dick around like, oh, oh, we make you what you want this this property. No, sorry, Netflix. You know, it's like there's a lot of that shit going on nowadays, and that sucks. Like Hulu has this show called uh, Handmaiden's Tale that won a bunch of Emmys that I really want to watch. Um, it looks incredible, and I can't because I don't have Hulu. So. It's yeah, man. They're, they're all just and, playing on that right now. They're all massing together to make their own thing. Disney pulled out um, with Netflix, and they're making their own streaming service. It's just everyone's capitalizing on the success that Netflix has had, and rightly so. Mm-hmm. Go ahead, Fish. I saw you leaning over that mic. Oh, I was just gonna say, yeah. Uh, what Shay said just said uh, Disney was making their own stuff and having their own service, which I just oh. think is fucking weird. Like, all these big properties or these big companies are going to come out with their own service now. And Fuck. You're going to end it's, up, you know, it's, pay. It's going to be, yeah, pay more than cable. Eventually. I mean, if everybody just, like, wants to have their own thing, like like the gaming industry or as far as, like, a PC goes, like... Uh, Windows or Microsoft wants to have their own little um, Play Store and um, their Steam and you uh, play like all these different services, and they want you to go to them for all your gaming needs instead of someone else. But like it, all yeah. the games that you want to play are all on different services. It just it just seems it doesn't seem like it's the right way as far as uh, capturing everybody's attention and. Looking at their products and uh, buying their products, like it's it's just weird. Yeah, it's too much. They're crowding the market space. Everyone wants to do their own thing, <sighs> and no one's gonna be out there having like eight programs at once. Uh, oh, let me pay for Hulu and Netflix and CBS and HBO now. Like it's just and Disney. It's like give me a <laughs> and break. Crackle and. Amazon and Prime. No one watches Crackle. <laughs> no one watches no. Crackle. Come Crackle on. doesn't even watch Crackle. <laughs> no. <laughs> Crackle. Um, although really, no Crackle had Crackle that comedian. It's trash. It's like, ugh. but I will say this day that comedians riding in cars or drinking coffee or whatever that Jerry Seinfeld thing, which is pretty good, but Crackle. Jerry Seinfeld already knows he's just cashing in at this point. He just knows he's cashing in. It's it's a conversational show. He has like other comedians on, and they just kind of talk about stuff. It's, um, no one gives a fuck. I do. Uh, <laughs> how dare you? How dare you slander? Slander the great Jerry? I mean, I'm not like the biggest Jerry Seinfeld guy because it was his humor is just too tame for me. It's a little too PG for my taste. A little too uh, written. But um, I respect him the hell out of him. And I love Larry David. He does Curb Your Enthusiasm, and he wrote Seinfeld. And, and uh, so I have a lot of respect for that lineage, for sure. So how dare you, Shay? How dare you? I'm going to say something negative about Patton Oswalt just to piss you off. Go ahead and try. I don't know anything about him. I don't really follow him, so. That's right. Oh, that was rough. <laughs> I tried that was a hard one, son. That was cold. I don't do the comedian thing. Louis C.K. is the only comedian that when I see something of his, I watch it immediately um, as a casual. That's fair. And his shit's just 
It's the best. Um, anyways, good week overall. Lots of, like we said, lots of Destiny. Lots of, oh, work on the site. Brief things before we get to Josh. I wanted to say that as far as site work that we did today, that's worth, um, worth mentioning. I did a, got a new Resident Evil video up. Um, I posted a video, a picture today that was well received of me and Donuts and Metroid. And yes, I went to buy a donut after I dropped off my kid. I dropped my kid off at school and they have a limit. You have to spend at least $5 at this glorious donut shop. So I walked in there with the intent of spending like a buck and ended up getting like six donuts on this little platter. And uh, I'm still eating them all day and they're fucking incredible. Um, oh, and I got a video up about the new Tomb Raider um, trailer, which looks like a mixture of... It's one of the most unique things I've seen because when they first announced the Tomb Raider poster, it was like one of the worst movie posters I've ever seen in my life. Um, the Photoshop was just getting reamed all over the internet. Josh, I, I, you said something about this and you were spot on. Um, it's so bad. It's so bad. Like It's really nobody bad. Nobody had to okay it for it to like... Ugh. Yeah, it's 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 really bad. It's it looks like one of those straight to video kind of um movies that I would have got <laughs> when I was a kid and I would just be like, Oh yeah, this didn't go to theaters, you can tell they had no budget. Um But the weird thing about the actual trailer is it looks like a mixture of the Tomb Raider reboot. There's like a scene where she's running on a a plane that's crashed and she's jumping off of it, um, falling into the river. It looks like they she starts off in a boat, which is exactly like the Tomb Raider reboot. It looks like they took a lot of ideas from the Tomb Raider reboot, which is interesting conceptually. And then they had that obligatory scene at the end of the trailer where she picks up uh, her gun and says, I guess I'll take two or whatever. And it's just like, oh no, like, I just, it hurts me. I love Tomb Raider, but I just don't understand why we need a Tomb Raider movie. It just seems completely pointless to me. Like, Because they decided that there wasn't enough garbage in the landfills that they wanted to add more. It's money. It's, it's a, it's a guaranteed way to make some money. Um, which is surprising nowadays that you know, that a Tomb Raider film could be a surefire way to make money. But I think, I think that that has a lot to do with it. And I will say this, there are some video game movies that if they said, Hey, the Coen brothers, I put this in my video, but I was like, if the Coen brothers said that they had someone who played Bioshock in front of them and they were like, Hey, we're inspired to make a film set in this world of rapture. I'd be like, yeah, they're taking an amazing setting and it's an incredible director. Let's see what they can do. But like the idea of Tomb Raider translating a film just seems ridiculous to me. But anyways, that's that's my thoughts on that. It's you know it's out there to make money. It doesn't look interesting to me at all, and I'm probably the only person on this podcast that gives a fuck about Tomb Raider. So I think they already did that, didn't they? Already wasn't that wasn't Barton Fink a Bioshock licensed? If, if that's a joke, it's going over my head. Okay, <laughs> I'm just just being honest with you. I don't know. Um, are you gonna make me Google Barton Fink? Never, never mind. Just okay. All right. Well, never mind. Somebody out there will appreciate your joke, Josh. No, it's no. Anyways, meeting people on the sword chomp, everything's going good. And as we transition here, Josh, uh, let you round up the bacon here. Um, I don't know that why I said that, <laughs> but that's what came <laughs> going now. What the? What the? Round up the bacon's here. Get him ah. in a doozy. Oh. We have a Honey, did you go out to the pasture and round up the bacon? 
We have one of our good I friends. I told you to do it three hours ago. <laughs> Round up that bacon. Get God bacon. damn it. Or I'm from Texas. Yeah, I'm going to take your bacon. You know, and so I got, we have this uh, friend. <laughs> I was trying to make a pig snort, and then it just came out weird. Um, <laughs> um, what is going on? <laughs> this is like, I'm having like weird flashbacks to when we first started podcasting, and shit used to get real weird at the end. You remember that? During the SPT days or during? No, no, no. The early, the early sword chomp days when it got really estranged um no but we have what, a listener what, who what's what what got strange no i mean we're we live for strange i love it uh but we have a listener who lives in texas and they constantly send me bucky's stuff ever since we had that bucky joke on that show they're always sending me one of our good friends sector um she's a sector items sector seven item shop and she does really cool stuff uh, makes incredible stuff, but she is a listener and a friend, and she, she always sends me pictures of Bucky's statues. And when she goes into a Bucky's, I get pictures of it from that show. So apparently, is a national landmark. It is. Well, there you go. Now I'm glad you know. one of our listeners is showing you all those nice pictures of Bucky's. Yeah, yeah. Eventually, you, you'll come down here, and I'll take you up to oh, a Bucky's. I'll never go to a Bucky's. I'll die. You can we'll, we'll get fudge. We'll get fudge. <laughs> I don't, I'm not getting any fudge. Is this? Some, okay. Are you talking in code to me, fish? What is happening right now? No, no they they sell fudge there. Go to a Bucky's and get some. You fudge. can also get some uh, beaver nuts. Hmm. Want some beaver nuts? I worry more and more about Texas by the day. I feel like those oh, are good. called Texas oysters. <laughs> Texas. Um... <laughs> You'll never know until you actually walk into a Bucky's and get you a bag of them. How was your week, Josh? Are you okay, mm-hmm. Josh? Mm. I'm falling asleep. So. Were you up late last night? I've been up for two days. What? Why have you been up for two days? Because. Um, <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> that's it you're just gonna you're gonna leave me with a yeah. cliffhanger and it's midnight of the second day at this point so man so it sounds like your week's been going great have you played anything josh bunch of metroid almost knocked that out yeah yeah um, other metroid that's true though you did get really far in metroid compared to where i am though so yeah i got uh that's almost done i got uh I finished Mario and Rabbids, uh, hmm. Kingdom Battle. Finished, but there are finished. still there's stuff after the main campaign, like extra challenges and stuff. Yeah, um, that I'm still planning on going through, but finished the main campaign. Okay, um, that was that was really good. So, yeah, knocked out a few things. Cool. Anything else in the week worth mentioning that you wanted to bring up? Is that like is there like a cult or something that's keeping you up? Like, did you join a cult? Like, what's what's happening here? No, like, um, so instead of the retarded fucking wet dream angle we took on the whole sleep thing last week, um, one of the other podcasts that I listened to, oddly enough, um, their show this week was about sleep paralysis. Ooh. Um, oh, so it's. Um, Freaked you out and you can't sleep? 
Well, there's part of that, but I also just finished reading a book about a serial killer the same time that happened and a bunch of other crap. So, yeah. Wait, so... If I go to sleep, fish may fuck me to death, you know, in my sleep, and I won't be able to do anything about it. <laughs> oh, I'm so sorry, Josh. I didn't mean to implant yeah. that into your brain. Um, what so will get you first, the lack of breath from the sleep apnea, or from fish just making you bleed out of your orifices? A little bit of both. <laughs> so fish has become the It's already hard enough, to bleed, hard, hard enough to breathe. You don't need a lot of extra help at that point. You just kind of... Well, I mean, I could imagine Fish is an incubus, but I I don't know. I can't. He's just too sweet. I can't see him doing the incubus thing, you know. Only if he's singing Animali. Singing Animali by... <laughs> That's cute. That's cute. Um... <laughs> No, I think about that was like Fish's favorite band growing up when we were a kid. Maybe I can see him doing the Incubus thing. Yeah, definitely. Wait, but back yeah. to Josh here. So you, you had this podcast that you were reading about sleep paralysis, and then you also started. Fit, you read just, a book about a serial killer. Yeah, just everything all at once. Just whatever, and then it didn't help that last night it was just hot as fuck. No one has AC up here because it's Michigan. You don't need AC. You mm. need it two weeks a year as far as everyone up here is concerned, but I'm extremely hot-blooded, um, and that, that shit's not going to fly. I'm going to end up having to install AC is what's oh, yeah. bottom line, what's, what's going to have to end up going on. Um, so, yeah, I just, I have, I've not slept in forever. So. That, is, that is rough. That is rough, Josh. Well, I sympathize for you. I mean, that, or I should say empathize. You know, maybe you shouldn't be listening uh, to podcasts about sleep paralysis and reading books about serial killers, and then maybe you'll be all right. You're putting maybe. terrible thoughts into your brain. See, I always thought you said you were a high-functioning sociopath, so I figured you'd be immune I to I am. This. Well, but the heat is the big thing. That's, that's the major thing. Yeah, that's true. Like, are you naked? Yeah. Are you fully naked? There's like between two fans. Okay. So yes. Can you just describe the setting? I just want to imagine yeah. this in great detail. Like, well, basically, I mean, yes, naked between two fans, mm-hmm. oscillating. Mm-hmm. One of them will blow my dick one way, then the other one will blow it back. <laughs> um, just trying to get as as much surface area as possible. Is it like those big things in front wind. of like car dealerships? Those big yeah, giant it's like yeah, those the big woo yeah. woo, um, like that. Okay. But you know. But mostly foreskin, um, instead of you know oh, vinyl dark, or whatever, whatever those things are made turn. out of. <laughs> took, a, took a dark turn there. Um, yeah, that's rough. That's rough. The heat is uh, not fun. I didn't. I never. You know, being Michigan, being so far north, I never would have imagined it would be uh, blistering heat um, in September. Being that far north, honestly. Yeah, well, it's just, it's bright, it's bright, so it's not super hot outside, but it heats up your house really, really hot um, during the afternoons. So it just takes forever for the house to cool back off. Yeah, I used to have, when I had that issue before we got our air conditioner and we moved into our house in the summer, I had to take like I would take a cold rag and I would wrap it in ice and leave it in the freezer, and then when I would go to sleep at night, I would put the cold rag right on my head, laid across my forehead. And it just like would chill my whole body. Also, another technique I picked up when I was fighting anxiety is people would say, um, freeze your feet. So like before I would go to bed, I would 
put my feet into ice water for a couple minutes and something about the feet the way it transfers temperature throughout the body um it would always really help me so okay um i don't know that's my terrible tips and then drugs get, get, get some good drugs to knock you out you know i got some pen in here uh got some That hurt my neck. I feel like I just choked myself. I uh, got some lorazepam. Shit knocks me right out. So, if it gets real bad, just go to the doctor, Josh, and get some drugs. Yeah. <laughs> Can't recommend that enough. Um. All right. Well, hopefully get some sleep, Josh. Next week, hopefully we'll be able to talk. Maybe a little more Metroid with Fish. Maybe a little Destiny with Shay. He said he's not going to touch it until he finishes Gravity Rush. So everybody pray to whatever god you believe in that he finishes Gravity Rush. Um, and hopefully Josh will get some sleep. Mm-hmm. And we'll That'd be, be nice. <laughs> we'll be back next week with... Oh, actually, next week we have a, a special guest. A good friend of ours. That's, we'll keep it a surprise right now. We have uh, an announcement of sorts uh, and a really cool special guest from halfway across the world, much like Shay, who's going to be joining us on the next show. So it should be a lot of fun. Uh, Wrapping it up here, I want to thank Shay for being here from Japan, Josh from Michigan, Fish from Texas, and of course I'm from Montana. Thank you again for listening to the Chompcast, and we will be back next week. suck Clint off. Maybe I'll suck Will off. But know this. Once I suck their dicks, I'm never gonna suck your dick again, Morgan. Never. I am gonna fucking slob on both of their dicks. Actually, I'm gonna let one pound me up the ass and the other one fucking fuck my face hole. I think that'll be the most erotic, pleasurable thing for me. I don't know about you. You can join in the fray, though. On the fucking and everything, not the nightfall, though. You fucking Destiny 2 poser ass bitch! Now that I built that up, I played Destiny last night, and I beat it. I beat the game uh, with uh, with a full fire team of friends, my newfound friends. They want to join. 
they if they make a clan, I'm joining their clan. Tend to say. Uh, slightly repressed has this Titan on there, Exo Titan. Doesn't want to do the campaign with me. Says he ain't got time for dick jokes. And he's hearing about Akora Ray fucking talk about shoving her fat nasty twat on some cabal skulls. I'm not about that life anymore, Morgan. I'm no longer slightly repressed. Consider this a resignation to slightly repressed. So, yeah, I'm definitely going to be doing those sometime soon. Uh, tonight, I'm actually... I got, I got a little uh, thing going on with uh, old Will and Clint so, from Domino's, like my fellow pizza brothers. We're going to be doing the Nightfall tonight as the pizza gang, you know. Bada bing, bada boom, we're going to put a bullet through a Vex's skull and make him spill out the blood. Bada bing, bada boom, pizza bro.